Welcome to another edition of the Field Report. I'm Kyle Carvello. As always, joined by Mr. Drew Olson. Mr. Drew Olson, how are you? Uh, I'm just dandy. You know, it's uh, one week in the books. We've got about five more goals than we usually score in March, so uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. How, how are you, sir? Besides your exquisite goatee, if I may. Oh, thank you. That, that We can end the podcast right here. <laughs> this is the highlight. My goatee is quite exquisite, so I thank you for that. Uh, we're on top of that. Uh, I am convinced we're going to win the Shield. I don't see how we can't. I mean, we just beat an expansion team 5-1. to one, So Yeah, if this sample size of N equals 1 is, is good, then um, I think, you know, we're on track for almost 200 goals, so. I, I don't see how that can be. That, that, there's no fault in that logic yeah. at all. So we're good to go. Yeah. So I guess we're going to end the season here. Let's call it a day. And this is the last episode of the Field Report. Just kidding. But yeah, we, don't, we did play a, we play a soccer game on Friday. Um, I, I took a lot of it with a grain of salt, just in general. I mean, we played against an expansion team that seemed to do okay at mucking up the midfield but didn't really have an answer in the back or in the front. Oh, there's a lot of places I could go with that. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, in a lot of ways, I think Minnesota is going about this whole expansion thing very similarly to how the Timbers did uh, back in the day. Yes. Uh, a lot of players from their USL team. Um, remember, this may be before your time, but, we had Ryan Poor, who was the reigning USL MVP, had led the league in scoring the previous two years. If there was one player on our USL team that I, I would have said, like, he's going to be really good in MLS, it was Ryan Poor. And I don't know if he reached 100 minutes in his MLS. Uh, yeah, name doesn't even ring a bell for me, so. Yeah. No, I, he started, I think, our first two games, and then eventually we sent him to Montreal. Um, but yeah, he was an incredible player for us in the USL a cut above every other USL player and sucked um, And when he got to MLS. Now, I do think guys like, I think Christian Ramirez, oh, are you drinking bourbon? Uh, no, this is a whiskey, Irish whiskey to be exact. Okay. Yeah. Right, sir. Um, they have guys like Christian Ramirez, who I do think is going to be really good. His goal was quite nice. I mean, it was nice that uh, Reggie gave him a runway yeah. to take a shot. Let's not say like his but, goal was something. Yeah, but it was well it was placed, and lapse. he wasn't facing the it was, goal. Yeah. It was an instinctual, you know, turn and, and shoot. It was a clinical finish. Yeah, um, you know, I think Abares maybe got. I think he's been a little hard done by the fact that he got so much hype when he got called up to the national team, but he's a, you know, I think. A, Gonna be is it, we wanted average. him. If you remember, we wanted him last well, year. We had him. Oh, yeah, and then we you, cut yeah. him. <laughs> um, but we tried to get him to replace, uh, to kind of yeah. come in for Milano, and then we, we couldn't make it work because he kind of started performing for Lyon, and then we couldn't make meet their demands. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's all to say that I think if you'll recall, you know, our first game in Colorado, we got crushed. Yeah. Um, Kind of in a similar fashion where, you know, the expansion team was totally dominated. Um, my guess is that they're going to continue to bolster the roster. They don't have any DPs yet. You know, we had, they don't. You know, we brought in Diego Chara after a month or two of our rookie year. And, um, you know, it's I think they're going to be bad this year, but I think they're built for sustained success. Um, and I do think they actually really have a leg up on Atlanta, if not in talent-wise, because Atlanta's definitely going all in. But I think that they have a leg up in that I think there is a huge advantage to the institutional knowledge of, you know, 
already being a team. Um, yes, I don't and have you know, I think having a few guys like Ramirez and Ibarra that have been there uh, is the actually line. important. You know, yeah. uh, it's kind of heresy from a guy that's into analytics like I am, but um, you know, there is something to say about having an institutional infrastructure um, that really does matter when you get get on the field. You know, and there's just the they don't have they have like three players, one of which is Jermaine Jones. Or uh, Jermaine Taylor, Jermaine Taylor. Uh, Jermaine who have ever played in MLS, you know. So, but and I, can it's you just... not say that's where their problem kind of lies? I mean, like we we brought in a few more MLS veterans when we came in, and clearly that helped because we were in a playoff run till the very end. I mean, that that look mm-hmm. at look at DC United in their rebuild rebuilding year in what fourteen. They they stacked the roster with MLS veterans. That's kind of what I'm surprised that they didn't do. Yes, I mean. And, and yeah, and actually, to, that is a point where they're a little different. You know, we had Jack Dewsbury who we brought in, and he's going to be captain for life, right? Um, yeah. So you know, and he was a MLS veteran for sure. Uh, you know, we brought in like Troy Perkins and some other guys that definitely had some solid MLS experience. So that is we somewhere brought, where Rodney we Wallace. From. I mean. Yeah, I mean Rodney Wallace. But, I think is people only a familiar, year, but, yeah. but so people familiar with the league. Totally. Yeah, players who. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's that's. That's exactly right. And MLS, I think, is unique in that there's so much travel, um, so much so much variety in the type of stadiums and and all Climate. that sort of thing. So I mean, it's know. up. I mean, it's all over the board. Yeah. Um, that's a talent is talent. So if they've brought in the right guys, then they'll be able to figure it out. That's what Atlanta's clearly trying to do. And if you look at their defense, I mean, was it Demidov? Demidov? Sure exactly, Demi- I mean, not a very good night on Friday. Oh, uh, I mean, Fernando Adi just bossed him the entire time. I mean, I feel, I, I mean, I, you got to give him better for the doubt because he's brand new to MLS. But I mean, he was just bad defender. I mean, he got turned around on like, 360 degrees. He had no idea what he was doing, which was up, which was down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was terrible. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, it kind of. I know it's hard to say like where you're gonna go from here, but. Do you also? I mean, for me, I kind of, I I'm not hugely, I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Adrian Heath to begin with. I don't think he picked a good lineup to start with. I was curious that Ibarra and Ramirez were both on the bench because I think when they got on yep. the field, I mean, I guess we scored all our, you know, four goals when they were on the field, but um, the, the, you know, obviously their attack, they scored pretty quick once Ramirez was on the field. So you know, you never know. I mean, it, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that we may not have been aware of. And, no, exactly. It's just, I questioned that lineup when he came out with it. Yeah. It is what it is. I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but yeah, so we also played this game. I'm not sure if you're aware yeah, of that. Portland it's Timbers, Timbers, right? First game in, a, you know, three months. So that's exciting. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, and I'm not sure who those of you are, but the Timbers won a five to one against Minnesota United in the first home or the home opener of the 2017 season, in pretty spectacular fashion, if I do say so myself. Uh, I, ne- I mean, I don't think Owen and Ridgewell are the long-term solution, but I had no problem with them. I mean, if, I, if we're going to start from the back to the front, I mean, yeah. Uh... They didn't have a lot to do. I mean, I guess what well, we gave yeah, up eleven them. shots, which isn't insignificant. Um, but uh, most of them are outside the box or blocked, so uh, only two on target. Uh, yeah, I thought they were fine. They didn't. Yeah, they stand didn't. Out. I mean, you know, 
Larry Olam, first first player to score in 2017. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, good for him, too. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Um, defensively, I wasn't super impressed, especially by Ridgewell. Um, well, who, especially, I think the nickel was his fault. I mean, come on. Let's yeah, I think you're there. right. I think it was bad by both of them. I mean, it was clearly a communication issue, one of those yeah. things where it's kind of early in the season. Somebody should have marked him. It was probably Ridgewell who stood there and pointed and held him yep. onside and then asked for the offside, uh, which is just lazy uh, and stupid. So, yeah, that I think that is something to worry about. If anything, it can it reinforce my belief that our defense is easily the weakest part of this team. Yeah. Uh, and when we're coming, I don't, you know, and they didn't even have their best attacker on just for most of the game. So that actually does scare me that once we come out against a guy like Giovanni Dos Santos, um, what are we gonna do? Yeah, you know, if we can't even hang with these USL guys, then then that is a little troubling. I thought it was okay. I thought Olam on the whole was better than Ridgewell, which kind of is maybe a bad sign in a way. Uh, but, yeah. That's why they play the games. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought Powell and Vitas had a good game. Both of them were solid. Yeah. Powell did a nice uh, job getting forward. Absolutely. Vitas, I think, is going to be integral. I, I bet, he, you know... I'm going to go on a limb and see he's going to be, have among the most highest number of assists for a outside back in MLS history this season. I mean, he's just just kicking in dimes there on the wing. Yeah, he's doing pretty good, isn't he? I mm-hmm. mean, you got to definitely like what he brings to the attack. I mean, it, it was him and Blanco just added to that side. I mean, he, they're on the same side, but, you know, but they when, when the, those guys go forward, I mean, it's easy to see how this is clearly one of the most potent upper sixes. Yeah, absolutely. Um the crossing wasn't great, I would say. I mean, Vitas was was solid. He didn't actually have any a ton of out and out crosses. A lot of it was just like, you know, he'd go down do an overlap with Nagby, and then they'd kind of do some one twos and get it in there, um, which is fine. I think that's probably you know it obviously worked. Uh, and it's also something that can be said, you know, early season rust as well. Yeah, although I think they had that down pretty pat in the preseason. So for me, you know, it seemed more like it was maybe just. They decided to go more through the middle, which is fine. Um, Powell did attempt, what, according to Opta, um, five crosses, all of which were incomplete and relatively offside. So, I mean, that, nothing new there. No. If anything, that just probably confirms that the preseason. That's Powell. Yeah, the preseason Powell, where he was getting assists on crosses and looking really good. Uh, it's probably less realistic than we maybe had hoped in our preseason Kool-Aid that we were drinking, but... But that being said, he also, I mean, he's... Him and Blanco pairing up is, uh, is always pretty nice. Yeah. And they, they had a few pretty nice passes through the two. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they were both really good. Blanco, um... You know, I mean, I don't necessarily mean this is a bad thing, but he, he seems to not be quite as mobile, I think, as, like, the guys that have been there, Milano and Espria, for the most part. Uh who like to get to the corners and beat people with their speed. That's obviously not Blanco's style, and we knew that. No. Yeah, um, it's definitely him. It, did se- it does seem like he's a little less likely to, you know, you look at the left side where Vitas and Nagy are constantly passing back and forth, one's in front of the other, 
Vetus is often ahead of Nagby, and you know, especially in the offensive half. Um, I don't think that's going to happen as much with Blanco and Powell. No, I think they're going to be potent on the break. It's one of the things I, you know. Yeah, well, and Guzman I think going to Blanco, Powell making the bombing up on the side, glaze off, goes back into Blanco, he cuts in and goes like that. Yeah, well, and and I think he's Blanco is certainly seems to be more willing to put in a cross or two. You know, again, comparing to yeah. the other side with Nagby, who pretty much almost never crosses the ball. Uh, Blanco, I think, is perfectly happy to kind of receive that ball, and rather than streaking to the corner or cutting in, inside necessarily, which he hasn't really done at all, um, I think he is more likely to cross that end. And he, you know, he's kind of, from what I've seen, seems to be a really good crosser. So. Um, yeah. No, he, I mean. He had uh, one of the assists, right? On, uh, he did. On, yeah, the Valeria assist. Valeria assist, of course, yeah. Oh, exactly. So that's yeah. That's the exact play I'm thinking of. Yeah. Perfect. He, he put in know. that. Uh, he put in that dead ball to the first goal. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect examples that, you know, obviously totally different style of play from Nagby, but um, yeah. a great contrast. You know, that's the kind of you know you don't want both sides to play identically. You want to keep them off guard. So, and, and I think at one point, one or one point, uh, for a few minutes maybe, um, I think even Blanco and Nagby switched. Walker was taking a corner kick or something, and yep. so he just stayed over there and, and put in a cross or two. And, um, so yeah, I think you know it's a, it's a he is a different style winger than we have ever had in the MLS era. He's kind of I, what I would imagine Jack Jack Dewsbury would be um, if Jack was on the wing and you know younger and faster and more right. skilled, more technical, but yeah. but same style of play if you know what yeah. I mean. Who knows? It's one game. Maybe I'm reading way too into the I mean, I guess no, I'm including pre- what I've I seen mean, in preseason, but... I don't disagree with that. Also, it seems like this guy can hold on to the ball, too. I mean, he... he mm-hmm. I mean, Very he, strong on the ball. He's not uh, big in stature, but when he had the ball, he had to be muscled off it to the point where it was a foul. So, I mean, I'm not going to say he's a, a like-for-like for Nagby in the sense that the ball is glued to his foot, but, I mean, the guy is great in possession. Absolutely. And you saw... You saw how well that worked out with uh, with him and Guzman linking up, which I want to talk about next. But I mean, between those two guys, in you know, add Nagby to the mix too, we could be dominated possession. I, mean, I don't know at the halftime it was only fifty fifty, but it seems like Timbers had the majority of that ball. Yeah, I mean, in the game we lost possession. I mean, Minnesota had fifty four percent of the possession in the game. Uh, I think it just comes down to when we did have possession, you clearly saw that it was dangerous possession something was going to yes. happen with it far more threatening than anything they did that's yeah. for sure um, I, and it was i think we do have a commitment to you know and this isn't news which is the, the counterattack, which would be stupid not to utilize yeah. with the attacking vibe we have so so uh david guzman i i thought he was one of the bright spots i Are mean we going in, with david or david uh, David, I think it's David. Okay, I, I was that was an honest question. Uh, yeah, I thought he was good. Uh, <laughs> we were freaking out a little bit in the first half when he like went down like he'd been yeah. killed, uh, and then we remembered, oh, he's coming from South America. Yeah, it's he a bit different. That he's gonna get these yep. fouls. Yeah. Alano did this. Rudy did this. Eventually, the Ferrari they're not gonna this. get those calls. Yeah. A lot of people did. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what you do when you come from a different league. Yeah. Um, we were like, oh my god, our, you know, one of our biggest signings of the offseason is out. He tore something. And then he was on the field two minutes later after right. he was getting carried off the stretch. I thought he did, I thought, I mean, 
the guy's got wheels. I mean, he can move all over the field. He's right on anybody. I was impressed. Yeah, definitely. He was. He's got a high motor, that's for sure, and um, kind of played the kind of original Diego Charter role, I would say, where he was, you know, sitting back, had tons of defensive actions. He was all over the place, um, and really controlled that, you know, final third of the field for sure, right in front of the defense. I mean, he was at, at some points. Uh, Looked like a better defender than Olam and, and Ridgewell yeah. in a lot of places. And he, I think he bailed them out a few times, too. Yeah. I mean, not that Minnesota ever seemed really dangerous, but he put out the fire before it could have gotten way worse. Yeah, totally. He had one, two, three, four. He had five interceptions, which is pretty mind-boggling. Not too, that's not too shabby. Yeah, and three tackles, one. So that's that's pretty damn good if you could get that every day. It's, that's it's the, pretty much everything we needed from number – it's everything we needed from number six. I mean, let's be honest. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, he was good. I hope he, I hope he can keep up the pace again. You know, it's I'm trying to hedge my optimism because I do feel like Minnesota is not a good team. But uh, and I don't disagree with that. But, uh, but yeah, it's easy to be pretty optimistic from what we've seen so far. But, uh, how about this? Uh, how about the player that I you know the player that I thought was the best player in MLS. You know, Diego Larry won MLS Player of the Week. We'll probably get to that in a sec. But I thought Fernando Adi is the reason we won this game. Um, well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he he just what he made their center backs look like fools. Yeah, I mean, in a, in part of me it's is not almost just in the last few minutes too. It was that's what I was about to say. Game. Is in a way the two goals sort of take away from how important he was because that's yeah. what every highlight of this game was going to be. Is you know, and his goals were both pretty sick. Um, yeah. but uh. He was so instrumental in every every other attack. I mean, he was he was kind of, in a way, he was kind of playing the um, uh, who's the guy that was on the Suns with Steve Nash, uh, and, and then he was on he's on the Spurs now. Um, great passer, big man. Help me out, Kyle. Uh, uh what is the one time like? Oh crap! He's I don't French. Know uh, oh yeah, no, I have no clue. Uh, yeah, no one's ringing a bell. Okay, I'm gonna go to it. But what he was doing is he was uh, the ball would come to him kind of on the block on the and he would um uh sorry I think I got it no uh <laughs> so he's receiving the ball and he's laying it off and just like passing to the left to the right yeah. creating chances he's pulling the f- a whole defense to himself and. Exactly. There's that one shot of uh, the seven Minnesota United players around Adi before he lays off the ball at the Blanco for the Valeri header. And it's just what he does. I mean, you have to commit people to him because if you don't, you're an idiot. But when you do, you're also an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's everything you need because he's he's incredibly dangerous. He's fairly technical and he know he's phenomenal in his positioning. He's he's he doesn't get enough credit, I think. You know, everyone thinks of the Audi smash, right? That he's gonna pound it in the goal and could get it incredibly hard. But he's got some finesse to him, and he's a really intelligent player. Um, uh, that that and he doesn't get enough credit for that. So, Matt Doyle, the armchair analyst, has him for the golden boot. What do you think? Um, I think that he is absolutely. A favorite. I mean, the Golden Boot largely comes down to who's healthiest the most. Um, Adi has not been known for injuries. That's true. Um, 
He's, I mean, he's young. He's, what, he's 25? Boris Diaw. That's who I was looking yeah, for. Boris Diaw. He's uh, one of the best passing big men when the Suns were really good back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s maybe. Uh, he was scoring tons. Steve Nash was the passer, and he was kind of the hub of the offense, and every play ran through him. Anyway, that's kind of how Audi feels like to me right now. Uh, no, I don't disagree in the least. Yeah. Look up some uh, Boris Dio highlights on it, uh, YouTube when you're done with this. He's one of those okay. guys that, like, you, you're not, obviously not a household name, but just... But still, yeah, exactly. Really intelligent. Yeah. He's a big guy that kind of plays a position unconventionally, you know? He's a creative center, basically. And sure. that's kind of how Audi plays striker, I think. Anyway. Yeah, I, no, I don't disagree with that at all. To that, so I hope that worked out. Um... Yeah, what were we talking about? Fernando Adi, Posse, Golden Boot. Oh, right, yeah. I think uh, I think it's a good idea, and definitely I would put him probably in the top five. It's such a hard, it's such a crapshoot, though. I mean, I think BWP is pretty much always a, a good chance. I mean, I think Giovanni Dos Santos is going to be really good. A lot of it comes down to who takes PKs, too, and Valeri I know, takes our PKs. So that's going to make it tougher. Uh if Giovinco is healthy a whole season, then he's probably a shoe-in. Uh, even I think Christian Ramirez is going to be up there because he apparently is the only offense that that team has. Uh, yeah, it's such a hard, it's such a crapshoot. Uh, but who knows? I don't. I think if he has a shot, this is as good a shot he's ever going to have. Mm-hmm. Just with when you think well, of yeah, where he's all probably going to be out of the league next year, but yeah, possibly when you think. Of what he has to give him service between Powell, Vidas, Nagby, uh, Valeri, Blanco, Chara. I mean, it's you, you see the you know, possibilities are damn near limitless. Yeah, uh, it's definitely the best chance any Timbers player I think has ever had to, to win Golden Boot. Probably MVP too. I mean, yeah. if you're winning Golden Boot, you're probably going to win MVP most of the time anyway. I think Valeri could also. Real serious, you know, claim on MVP this year as well. Yes, I I think you're right though. I think Valeri probably has a better chance at MVP. He's not but, gonna, I, but, he's not going to win Golden Boot, but he might he I might lead the, the league in assists. I think those things are linked. If Adi gets Golden Boot, mm. you know Valeri's pulling the strings for some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's probably a good point actually. It's probably if yeah, Adi probably won't win MVP because if he's getting Golden Boot, then it's. Larry, that's going to be... Exactly. Be, yeah. I mean, again, this is totally. all speculation. And only after one game against Minnesota United, so... <laughs> oh, God, our hopes are going to be so dashed. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> we, we are way too optimistic right now, Kyle. This is, it's, this is oh, dangerous it's so territory. Dangerous it's a Wednesday territory. night. We've been here Listen, before. It's a Wednesday night. I'm too many hops in this beer I'm have, drinking. Let it's, me have this, okay? <laughs> I, I need this. Uh, any other you know, real highlights you had from the game? I mean, I thought Chara was pretty solid. Uh, I think he's going to have a hard season with the new pro rules about uh, uh, persistent infringement. I think he, I yeah. think he's going to have a hard yeah. I'm not super worried about that. What do, you so think been... the, uh, what do you think about the subs that Maddox and Espria came on? Espria uh, made sense. I, I would have liked to have Adi stayed. Or not, not. Uh, who did Maddox come in for? Uh, Blanco. Right? Was it Blanco? And then a, or, or was it Valeri? 
It wasn't Valeri. Uh, let's see. I think Maddox came in for Valeri, yeah, and then and then Nagby went inside. Yeah. And then Esprit went on for Blanca. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I'm not quite. I mean, if you're not, if, why bring on Maddox if you're not going to put him up top? I, mean, I thought he was great on the wing last year. Everybody keeps giving him crap, but I thought I thought he was. Re- I thought he earned. His, if we had a broad end Blanco, I think he. I would be perfectly happy with him starting. But the thing um, is, though, I think I think he's better up top. I think he. If, we don't know. I mean, okay, that's fair. Yeah. From, from what we saw with the Whitecaps, and also for me, I see the the shadow of what was the one-two punch with your Rudy and Adi. Because, you know, you bring on Adi for 60 minutes or 70 minutes, let him just boss around the back line, then you bring some guy in who's going to zip around, and no one's going to want to chase that. So, to me, it's, it's, that's what I always loved about... The, the, I, do, yeah, I think his skill set is especially tailored to be kind of a super sub, just because he's got that speed and athleticism. Exactly. That is really and, and, and an un- unnecessary amount of stepovers, which is what everyone always wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie Johnson. Um, I, I actually do think, well, two things. So the fact that we moved Nagby inside to kind of be the 10 when Valeri came out. Um, That's not surprising, though. Well, I think it is surprising in that that yeah, we, that's we kind of that something that we'd... portion of last year. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, that's how we started the year, right? You know, that's what took us MLS Cup was, I mean, I guess he wasn't quite, like, quite playing the 10 then, but he was definitely in the middle of the field. Uh and so I think it signals Porter's willingness to, to keep playing around with that and finding a place for Nagby to play. And that, you know, we, yeah, I mean, I guess it just shows that Porter is definitely willing to stay flexible, which isn't necessarily news, but it's just something to note. But um, it, it, it's flexible, but not in unfamiliar positions for people. I mean, again, Nagby is not completely yeah, he's not alien to that position. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean... It's kind of one of the things, is, I mean, is that how you fuck with somebody in the last 10, 20 minutes of a game? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just completely swap it around. And I do think it makes sense, especially late in the game, because Nagby is going to, you know, he's so good on the ball, and he's willing to just slow things exactly. down. Exactly, he's in the whole position. And, I mean, that last goal channel. was, I think it was the last one where he carried the ball 50 yards. Se- second to last, yeah. Second to last. Um, Just a perfect example of why Nagby is so yeah. fucking good. Um, You know, he just took that ball. And and the beauty of him is that he doesn't have to run full speed. You know, he's going seventy five percent. But he, you know, he was like just kind of jogging a little bit there. Yeah, the but guy he's never so good him. on the ball, so good on the yeah. ball. Um, but uh, but the other thing I wanted to bring up that the subs tell me, and it's, it's really that you know we said in the off season the thing we really needed to do was improve our depth, and <laughs> we didn't do yeah. that. We're still we have no depth. Uh, Porter, again, you know, we're up five to one, and we lose two subs. I mean, I guess we're, you know, it was only three to one when we went in stoppage time, but still, like, I oh, man, like, of any game that we want to sub out some of our best players just so they don't get hurt, it's probably this one. Like, why are we saving a sub? Right. But clearly, he has so little confidence in Barmby, and I guess, I, I guess Barmby's the next off the bench. Akugo, um. Yeah, actually, I'd probably put a Kugo over Barnby, though. Yeah, I guess in that situation when you're, if you're trying up, to protect yeah, the you lead, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that just if if just think if somebody goes down, then oh, I know. then it's probably Barnby. You know, if somebody gets hurt, then I think Barnby is probably the next player that starts. 
Uh, yes, yeah. Which I much prefer Jack Marby on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm not surprised he wasn't loaned out to T2 just for, you know. Well, we need him, though, because if, so, you know, if Larry or Nagy goes down, he's the most, you know, I guess Esprit is going to plug in there. But You have Victor Arbelea, too. I mean, so yeah, I think unproven. He's... So un... I mean, Bar- I take Barnby over Arboleda every day. I, I'm not convinced on that. Because to me, at that point, you might as well give somebody who seems to have a huge upside a lot of you – know, if you can get him time, you might as well. I mean, for, as a starter or a sub? I mean, as a sub, I would do Arboleda. Uh, yeah, I guess I was thinking of starter. But, um... As a starter, it's a bit of a different scenario, but – but in the scenario where this season goes to hell, like it's because there's a couple key injuries and and we don't have oh, the yeah. depth to, to fill in, um, you know, yeah. and supposedly we're we're gonna have to spend most of our money on bringing in this starting quality uh, center back. So maybe that become that maybe that means Olam is gonna be the first guy off the bench, you know, when we're ahead. Yeah, but uh, again, that would be a bad idea. I don't know. Makes well, sense too. I mean, he's definitely over a Kugo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, based on one game, for sure. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, I'm just trying to find ways to hedge my bets, because it's easy oh, yeah. to get a little overly optimistic here. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, one game, expansion team. Anyone else you want to talk about? I, I mean, talk about Blanco, I mean, Valeri, I mean, God. That guy had a hell of a game. Yeah, man, he just sees the Diego Valeri that we love and know, and, you know, he's going to have his name up in the bleacher above the stadium pretty soon, and uh, oh, yeah. he's a goddamn hero. And Would you give a statue to Valeri? No, well, with like, in the MLS era, would you give a statue to Valeri? Oh, yeah. Would you, to me, I think Captain Jack would be the first one to give a statue. Yeah, I think Captain. There's yeah, yeah. That's fair. I want a, I want a statue for everybody. Okay. Uh, Just statue for everybody from Drew. Okay. Brian Pora statue. That's... Okay. Perfect. Make it happen. Yeah. But we have another game coming up. Uh, this one's a yes. bit more of a, a, a realistic test. I think our real test. Yeah. It's uh, nice it, to have like a preseason. You know, the ex- preseason extend one extra game, but I think yeah, the pre- season really preseason two point oh, if you will. Yeah. But this game's a bit softer than I was expecting it to be. Uh, the news came down today that Jermaine Jones got a retroactive red card. So I'm okay with that. That's that's pretty good news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jermaine Jones gonna Jermaine Jones, I guess is the story. Yeah. There. It's, he's, he is what we thought he was. I mean, we played the Galaxy, what, three weeks ago now? By the time the game happened? And I wasn't very afraid of that LA Galaxy. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I watched a little bit of the Dallas game. I'm not really afraid of them now. So they lost 2-1 to one to Dallas. Um, yep. At, at home, which is... You already scored? Good yeah. I'm glad to see a former Timbers doing okay. Yes. Um, they were, there, in my opinion, the better team in the game. Um Expected goals for LA was 1.64. Expected goals for Dallas was 1.58. Um, obviously, that's almost the Marginal. reverse. Well, it's almost the reverse of how the scoreline ended. So, um, yeah. It, 
Rudy's goal. I don't know if you saw the highlight, but Brian Rowe gets beat to his far post yeah. pretty pretty badly. It's not a, it's not a goal that probably should have been scored. Jake Gleason would not have allowed that goal. Um, <laughs> so maybe it just helps that they have you know. It's weird because Brian Rowe has floated around MLS for so long. I guess he's a Bruce guy. Yeah, I think he called him up to the to Camp Cupcake for he the did. national team. But um, LA just goes through goalkeepers left and right, so it's hard to hard to know. Um, but uh, yeah, I I do think this is LA. You know, they have a new coach, they got a new team, but this is the Los Angeles fucking Galaxy, right? Like, there's no team that has a stronger institutional knowledge or understanding or history. With all due respect to my local DC United, LA Galaxy are the cream of the crop for MLS, and I don't care if they're rolling out the corpse of Jermaine Jones and Ashley Cole and anybody else. They're going to be really good. They got this new guy, Delo Sandri, from Serie A, I think, who's supposed to be legit. Um, You mean Alessandrini? Yes. From Marseille? Same thing. I'm not sure, I think for incidentally or slightly different, but that's just, you know, my humble opinion. Europe. He's European. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he, he's Italian, right? With a name like that? Uh, I thought he was French, but... Oh. But it's, it's southern France, if I'm okay. not mistaken. So th- that's practically Italy, you know? They, they have what, vineyards there. So. Uh, okay. My, my blatant lack of geography skill aside, I think that the galaxy are good and that... Um, that well, yeah, I think I think you're dismissing here. them a little a little too much. Hold on. Here. This Hold is on. still not, the LA Galaxy, Kyle. I'm not the LA frickin' Galaxy. That was DC United. Um, and my question is, are they good now? Because we're playing them in what four or five days time, and I'm not convinced they're good right now. They do not have Josh Zardas. Uh, I'm not they, convinced. They have, that Jack Zardas has been out for a year now almost. Eh, a little less than that, because he got did he get injured for a USA game? Is that when he got injured? I don't know. It's been many months. They played the second half been. of the season without him. But they also had Robbie Keane at that time. They do not have... I'm sorry. You, first of all, you're not replacing Robbie Keane. They do not have Robbie Keane anymore. Totally uh, true. Absolutely Jack true. Jack McBean is kind of unproven. Uh, he's yeah, had he's a few... totally unproven. You're right about that. Yeah. Um... He had some minutes for Los Dos. He had a few first team minutes, but the guy's never really impressed. I mean, he's probably when Rudin Keen was probably still here, he was probably fourth on the bench. I mean, Jose Villarreal was probably above him. Uh, so. I mean, McBean has been floating around the galaxy for years now. I mean, I remember he got us for he was like seventeen or eighteen or something yeah. when he got his first uh, first team uh, playing time. But he's been injured a lot, I know, which is just hurt him a little bit. But look, they have Giovanni Dos Santos. You're right. That's Sebastian Letget. I I think Jelvin Dam, who maybe is probably the best center back in MLS. Um, uh, up there, definitely up there. I wouldn't say this is best, but he's up there. I'd break to the top three. I think Robbie Rogers is injured, right? Uh, I don't think he featured, but I'm not sure if he's injured. But uh, Alessandrini, he's he's good, but he's clearly not gelled with the team. I mean, that's going to come with time. Uh, Jermaine Jones I'm just saying, you, the, the so LA I, Galaxy I am, in I LA. How many times have we won in LA in the regular season? I think once. Once, but that you know famous what, game. You know, it was fucking phenomenal. So Diego Chara 
probably his only headed goal of his entire career, right? There's a, a Japanese song based around that header, mm. and that's a great song. Uh, the guy who designed that in Japan, who wrote that or whatever, his mom lives in D.C. and I've met her. Anyway. Um, that's pretty cool, Drew. <laughs> yeah, right? She came to the, the D.C. game here. The Timbers. Anyway. Did she? Like, with the one like, up like, uh, back in August? Summer. Yeah. Dude, why, why didn't you introduce us? Oh, yeah. I, you were here, too. I forgot about that. Oh, wow. Sorry, Kyle. That was a long I time was ago. Like, yeah, you didn't meet her? She was no. Her? Oh, well. Wow, thanks, Drew. Yeah. I feel super included. My bad. Super uh, included. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Um, I'm also relatively familiar with uh, their new central defender, uh, João Pedro. Uh, from What's his story? So he played. Uh, no, he played. He played midfield. Yeah. He's a midfielder. You said. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a central midfielder. Um. Yeah, he's played. He looks like. Uh, he looks like. Uh, David Villa, kind of. Right. Sort of. Uh, not really. Not David Villa. Uh, David Luis. Luis, yes. I, yeah. Okay. And by this, I, I mean he has kind of a. The hair. Afro thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's solid. Yeah, I think he played for Victoria in Portugal. He looks like Devin Dambrowry. Yeah, no, that, that's that way more, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's solid, but I wouldn't mean he's definitely over the top. Uh, he's a TAM player, definitely. Played some, some Europa League games. There's nothing about him that makes me want to think he... I, I would not say he's better than David uh, Dov, David Guzman. I mean, if looking at similar positioning, I I would take... He was on every day of the week, and I've actually seen this guy play against uh, Sporting, not KC, but Lisbon. So oh, I, they come here in the summer or something? No, no, I I just watched the Portuguese league, so. Oh, oh, I thought you meant live. No, 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 I've just seen this guy play. Okay, I, good to know. Where did, what team did you play for, brother? Do you know? Uh, I believe it was Victoria. I, I'm oh. not 100 sure in the pronunciation, because I'm not great at pronunciation, but. Victoria! Yeah, that's a bit Russian, but whatever. Vitoria. Okay. That was kind of orc. Orcish. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they have players. Like, these are players. I, I would say, position for position, this team is going to be better than Mon- uh, Minnesota pretty much every single yeah. one. Um, but that being said, uh, I think as long as we have a high enough line and Chara and Guzman are in good positions, I think we'll be just fine. I don't necessarily think we need to play the counterattack. You're way too optimistic, Kyle. Bring it I, down I, a notch. I don't think we're going to win. I just said we'll be just fine. That could mean a few things. That you think we're going to win or tie? Maybe. Or or lose? You think we're, <laughs> we're going to no, lose, but it'll be just fine? Yeah. It'll be a great loss. So... But no, I, I don't think we're actually going to lose. I think if, this, if there's a time to play the Galaxy in California, it's the first two games. Yeah, sure. Home of the Chargers, man. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I just think that... Here's How about this? Uh, last season, 50% of teams won their home games. About um, 30% tied and 20% road teams won, right? So... First of all, we still have to treat this a tie. You know, tie on the road is a good result. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously, a win would be nice. We haven't had a win since that fateful day in December, but um, I just think that people need to check themselves, check yourself, and you make sure that yourself? you're not, uh, yeah, that you're not 
you know, getting your hopes up too high. Like, we're going to lose games. It's frickin' March, and Caleb Porter's our coach, so we're already three points ahead of usual, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, three points. We, we won our home opener last year, Drew, in March. Yeah, exactly, and then it was all <laughs> downhill from there. So, remember. No, I, I, this is my point. I guarantee you the Galaxy will be just fine, but if there was a time to play them, this is it. I mean... They lost one home game all of last year. They lost one already. Um, I don't exactly. think exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think they're as good without Bruce Arena though. I I, I don't think they're, they're probably not. They're probably not. But they're still so the LA fucking Galaxy. Who are they, Drew? LA Galaxy. Perfect. Now real clear. Thank you. <laughs> More clear when I sing it. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what do you think? How how do you think the Timbers are going to fare, and what matchups do you like? Uh, I think I think Giovanni dos Santos is really good. I think it'll be a battle between him and Guzman and Chara. Um, and I think the may the game may come down to that. McBean doesn't scare me a lot. But if he is able to befuddle um, Ridgewell and Olam, then that is going to open up some space from, for some other guys. I do think this game is going to come down to how well Guzman and Chara play together. And, and this is going to be the, the real test because, you know, obviously preseason is one thing, but um, we're going to see how well they're able to communicate and, and stay together. I mean, it, it's, it's really good that they speak the same language, I think. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Communication is key for those two. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I kind of want to hedge and say it'll depend on how those two guys work out. I do think the Galaxy defense is really good. I think Brian Rowe is probably a little bit of a, a weak spot. Um, I like our offense. I think, I think we score a goal and lose two to one. Fair. I think, I think we get a brace from Giovanni Dos Santos. Really? That's a bit surprising, but... He's freaking good, man. He's. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but the fact is, he's kind of the, at the moment he's the one man attack. I don't think Allison. No, they have Sebastian Leckett, who's. It, he's been. He's really good. He's he's plateaued. I think he's plateaued since he came in. He was great for the national team. The, the national team's not the galaxy. He's. No, you're wrong. Okay. He's really cool. good. Cool story, Drew. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> ah, great. Wrong. <laughs> Uh, so to me, this comes down to what we talked about earlier, and that's Fernando Adi's Fernando Adi's positioning and how well people like Nagby and Blanco and Blair link up to him. Because I think we are good enough in the midfield and in the back to we have no problem getting a one nil lead and holding on to that. Yeah, I actually think this could be a really good game for Blanco because he's going to be going against Leckett defensively, and um, Leckett doesn't really play a lot of defense. Neither does Blanco. But uh, I think that could be a really good opportunity for him to, to do some creating. And I don't know much about Della Sandri, Della Sandri, Alessandrini, Della Street. Uh, but Al Al Alessandrini, Alessandrini. There uh, we go. But uh, I I I guess I have higher expectations for him. So it'll be interesting to see how Nagy compares. Honestly, those this those expectations be, I, I, are very reasonable. I'd, I don't see them. He came in very late in preseason. I think with only a week, 
and so mm. he's still joining with the team. So I, yeah, I feel like this could be a game though where this is our this is our Nagby back to the back to the mean game where it's on the road. He's going against tough opponents. Um, he's gonna be well. I guess we don't really know who's get, who's gonna be on the left side of defense because Romney's suspended. I think I'm pretty yep. sure um, Rogers is injured. So I think Cole's also injured too, isn't he? Or did Cole play the last game? Yeah, I I, I guess he's injured too because he didn't make the 18. Um, yeah. So I guess Nathan Smith is their next defender. I don't know who that is, but he was on the bench last weekend. Also, they have Manuel Boateng, who's listed as defender, but it, he's very, yes, an attacking he's also player. somebody to worry about. He's he's actually he's very yeah, he's pace. more of an attacking player though. I don't know. Why he's yes, listed as a lot a of pace though. A lot of pace. Uh, yeah. So that'll be interesting. That might be actually an opportunity for Nagby. If he's going against somebody that is new or doesn't really know what they're doing, then, then he could, you know, take advantage of that. Same with Vetus, uh, but I don't know. No, but that being said, I mean, you got to look at. I mean, Galaxy got 13 shots off against Dallas. Uh, only two were on target. I mean, again, a lot of stuff is coming from outside the box. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I think again, and I, I agree with what you said. As long as our central midfield can hold up, and we don't have another lapse in concentration like we did against Minnesota, I, I think we can come out of this with a win. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a monster like what we did on on Friday, but a one no win. Makes I love your optimism, man. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, I think you're crazy. Really? You, you think I'm crazy for a one no win the second week of uh, the season? Yeah. Because okay. you're disregarding all of human history and replacing it with what you learned one week ago. I, believe it or not, no, I'm not. Because if you actually look historically, the galaxy started off pretty slow. But with the, un, under Bruce Arena, they've always started off pretty slow. At least since 2011. They lost one game at home last season. That doesn't mean they're not, like, fine off the game. You can draw at home. You just predicted a win. I'm saying I think we will win. I'm simply saying historically they come out slow. Those aren't mutually exclusive. You're wrong. Okay. I hope you're right. I've never hoped you're right more than anything in the last week, but we're going to lose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to counterweight it or something. I don't know. Uh, good argument, Drew. Um, so we don't have a ton of details. Uh, I know there is a tailgate. Uh, me and Drew did this show kind of on the spur, playing it pretty quickly. No real even agenda. Um, I'm going to check Twitter real quick, see if they have any updates. Um, they have a pretty sweet merit badge go- going on Yeah, tomorrow. really cool merit badge. Um, they do so have – they're going. doing a, uh, a book drive for kids yes. ages 6 to 12. So if you're going to the tailgate, uh, bring a book. Uh, which is really cool, or they're also going to accept cash, cash or card donations. Um, apparently, only from 11, or from 1:30 to 2 p.m. at the tailgate. So get there within that 30-minute period, um, and that money is going to go towards getting shoes for low-income students. Um, so uh, that's really cool. You know, another thing like, hey, Timbers, yeah, we're here for a soccer team, but we might as well. Make this into something Do some cool good. that help out some low-income folks and yeah. help, help some kids read. Um, 
No, no word on if they'll be sending any books to the president to see if he can read. But I guess you have to have an interest in reading. So I guess sending a book. Right. Yeah, I just talked myself out of that because it's pointless. <laughs> Waste of paper. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not racing any details at the moment on Twitter. But if, uh, if anything does come along, more than happy to retweet or pass it along to anybody that's interested. Yeah, absolutely. And um, keep up the good work. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say, Drew. Do you have anything else to talk about? That's it, man. Um, here's the three points. Uh, and uh, when's when's the next big road game? Do we know? Uh, I know East Coast. Um, at Columbus. Columbus coming is coming up. You're not coming, right? Uh, I'm not going to Columbus. I'm like, I think we have one on the books. See, I think it's only New York. But yeah. I'm going out to Portland. I just found out my buddy Paul, who's a huge Shimmers Army guy. He's getting married in Michigan on the day of the New York game. Oh, wow. I, I, he, he planned it before the schedule was announced, but oh, that's it's just uh, yeah. not good. Not good. Oh, um, bueno. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Columbus is the next away game. Yep. We have a, so Galaxy away, uh, Houston at home. That, I'm actually, I'm, I'm more afraid of the Dynamo right now than I am of the Galaxy. You're insane. The Dynamo <laughs> are a freaking joke. They have Eric really? Torres, who scored one goal. Yeah, but then Quintero, who's actually pretty damn good. And... They're the Houston Dynamo. Again, you're disregarding all of human history, well, all of the last couple of years, in favor of last week. Again, but this is, this is a league where way more parody exists. Check yourself, Kyle. No. No, no, no. I'm going to riggedy wreck myself, okay? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then Columbus to finish out the month. Uh in New England at home, and then Philadelphia uh, the second week in April. Yeah, man, my birthday. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the next two. So definitely before Columbus, we'll definitely have uh, somebody possibly from uh, Oak, maybe the Heartland Reg. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's... We'll get back into the swing of things. Some guests. Yeah, and here's to, here's to three points this weekend in... Uh... But we won't get them, right, Drew? We won't get them. Belief beyond reason, my friend. Why are you always so pessimistic? (laughs) Shh. (laughs) Fool. (laughs) Alright, we done here. We're done. This is it.